1: Hey everybody! Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with the 2020 Draft Champions, Overall Champion, uh, host of the uh, Pull Hitter Podcast, and uh, and many other uh, NFPC titles to his name. Rob DiPietro, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So cool to be on the RotoWire podcast. Um, I just want to, you know relay my thanks to you um when I first was getting into the podcast game or at least thinking about it um and getting my uh listening to as many podcasts as I can um then COVID hit but you and Scott really um and then you you know you and Jeff uh thank you guys just really helped out afford you you know kept the grind up every day and we were all stuck in our houses and hmm. uh being oppressed and you guys you know um just really lifted my spirit on most days when it could just go outside with my dogs and put my headphones on listen to the podcast. So I really appreciate that. And um, you guys, I did a lot, you know, I took a lot of notes on what I wanted to do in my podcast and a lot of the A lot of the positive things I wanted to, uh, you know, I had a list of what to do and what not to do. And a lot of what to do came from
1: this podcast. So uh, I'm sure there's know. a little bit of what not to do too, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah. As we are learning our way around, especially, you know, I, you know upgrading like tech stuff. And, you know, we used to have, you know, I used to have <laughs> an awful tech solution. It's Now it's acceptable at least. Uh, so I got that going for me, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know, it used to be like, we get positive, we you know, we like the guys, but the sounds terrible when we get all these bad reviews. So, I uh, appreciate that, but, uh, <laughs> no, no it, it's it, a it, great job. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. Well, great job of you. Cause I mean, your podcast kicks butt. I mean, you, uh, it, you do a lot of research and you give out these detailed outlines. Uh, when Scott and I joined, uh, you, the, uh, <laughs> earlier this year. I mean, it was, it was really in depth. I was like, wow, you did your research. I love that. Um, you really dig in, and I, I think that's one of the things that people can learn. Is you know, I do it. I could learn a little bit better is in preparation. Uh, <laughs> you're very well prepared, and you can tell.
2: Thank you, thank you. I think it's uh, um, you know just 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 being able to have some you know some great guests on my show, and just being able to talk to you know the pioneers pioneers of fantasy baseball I just wanted to make sure I was going to extract as much as I could out of it so I put my cool. time and effort into you know just really making sure uh you know
1: I got I got as much as I can out of it I didn't want to miss a thing you know right on right on I hear you on that okay let's jump right into the news because there's a lot cool. of it uh yeah. Trey Turner happy birthday yesterday hits for the cycle uh you know over 100 hits already this season ha- you know there's been a lot of guys that have had uh first rounders that have had problems this year injury or otherwise uh Tree Turner is not one of them. He's delivered on anything that you paid for him. Oh, he has. He's
2: just a stud. Um, I just looked up his uh, his value and from the auction calculator on Fangraphs and thirty two dollars and twelve teamers and thirty four bucks and fifteen teamers. Just uh, just really steady. Uh, last year and this year combined, he six hundred paid appearances and one hundred and thirty seven games. Well, Three twenty five. You know, twenty six homers, thirty stolen bases. It's just awesome. And uh, the one thing I noticed too is like. Um, just being able to uh, pull out his um, his his cycles uh, game after game, it seems like he's he's he really um, he peaked at like a forty three percent pull percentage in twenty nineteen. The last two years, he got it down to thirty four and a half. And I think it's just that spray ability and that speed. He's just you know with the ability to go yard every now and then. Just a just a stud. I was I was lucky to get him. I only have one share of him in the um, in the NFC, but um, he's part of my online championship squad. I only did one team this year, but I happen to be in the top
1: 20 overall and he's a huge part of it for sure. Sure. I mean, it's ha- hard to get a, a stolen base guy that does everything else and he does everything else. 14 he's homers. Done. I mean, that's the thing. It's, he's amazing. People didn't realize yeah. the power is going to be there. Uh, we get so much talk and justifiably from about Vlad, about Tatis, about Acuna, about Shohei Otani. I mean, but Turner is a fantasy MVP also. And the fact is, you know, he probably gets a little less pub, but he's a guy that's going to go pretty high again next year. Uh, you go Trey Turner or Juan Soto next year?
2: Oh, Trey Turner. I would I was going Trey Turner this year and I'll do it next year too. I don't believe that uh, Juan Soto is that three thirty hitter that everyone thinks he is. Um, he's, you know, worm burning the ball with that yes, 53%, 51% ground ball percentage. I still think he's going to be a valuable asset, but I don't think he's a top five pick like everyone um, scrambled to uh, uh, get in this year.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, I think he was taking some film, watching some film of Eric Hosmer or something there, they, <laughs> trying to hit that, those ground balls over the fence. But, you uh, know, I, I, I think he'll get some elevation. Because he's hitting, you know, Soto's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. Uh, he's just not getting a whole lot of elevation. He is trying to run. Yeah, he got his fourth stolen base yesterday. I, I, I think there is a monster second half coming, but it's, it's still – his overall numbers are going to fall short of our expectations. But I, I, I would be willing to bet he's still first round quality next year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I would think he's first round quality. Um I'd just like just be hesitant about the projection for the batting average. And you know, just like you mentioned, he had um he's trying to steal a little more. He had a hamstring injury, shoulder injury. So, you know, he's got he's got the lower half of his body that he needs to drive the ball and his upper half that, you know, might be still affecting him. So um maybe he can get a little healthy over the all-star break if he doesn't participate in the game and uh, you know, get healthy for the second half.
1: Right on. Three weeks ago, people were talking about maybe Max Scherzer being on the trade market. You know, best pitcher perhaps <laughs> on the trade market. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening now. Two games over five hundred. They've been on quite a roll. One four in a row. Eight and two in the last ten. Uh, they've had a good series against the, uh, your Mets uh, over the weekend. And uh, they did. yeah, they're, they're big week, big weekend for them. They're hosting the Dodgers starting tonight, weather permitting. Uh, we've already seen the Phillies game get rained out, but we'll see about whether uh, this this game. I know there's some rain in the area in DC too, but we'll see about that. But uh, big, big series to them. You know, we spent a lot of talk about Schwarber justifiably. We spent a lot of time talking about him on Tuesday, Fred and I did. And, you know, I think that they might be buyers now and not sellers. It's really amazing that, you know, like you said,
2: we were talking about Scherzer, we were talking about Brad Hand, start speculating on, uh, you know, Daniel Hudson, all these things, Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) that we just building a list of things to do, and I just think, uh, you know, Stalin Castro still hasn't really hit that well. Um, Carter Keboom is finally, you know, showing his promise again in the minors too, so, um, and I love the platoon that they have at first, because Ryan's... uh, good old Zimmerman can still smash ball and Josh Bell looks like he's, you know, starting to improve. So, um, and Joe Ross, I think Joe Ross has been a huge part of that. Um, he's totally completed, uh, a a Renaissance season, um, changed the way he pitched. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's helped a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think they might become buyers, uh, they got some talent in the minors that they could bring up and um yeah it's just it's just impressive that how they've been doing it you know like little by little they're uh, adding these uh older you know vets that you don't think would be uh beneficial to the team like josh harrison and jordy mercer and they're just you know they're filling in and they're doing their job kind of like the mets you know when they had their injuries and you know all the vets that they signed in the offseason that everyone's like whoa where are these guys going to play and you know they really helped out you know so uh, right. a testament to the gm for really setting the depth of the team to help out
1: for sure for sure and you know it's kind of like when howie kendrick had such a big year in 2019 you know and you know just mixing and matching all that they, they lost rendon and they haven't really been able to directly replace him i still think that there's they need to make a trade i mean with a, a rotation with lester and espino in there and fetty when he's not hurt you know i mean getting Strasburg back will help but I hate sure. that line of thought, like, oh, Strasburg is our trade deadline acquisition. No, it's still not enough for the playoffs, please. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'd like some, to see them get one more guy. Right,
2: right. And there's some starters out there that they can definitely try to go out and get. So it'll be interesting to see if they make a push for
1: that for sure. Yeah, so we'll see about the Nats. Uh, big day in scoring yesterday. Uh, we had two wild games. I, I tweeted a question out uh, earlier. Has, that, has there been a day when two MLB teams on the same day – I scored seven runs in the first inning. Still lost because that's what <laughs> happened yesterday. Uh, that's the Cubs amazing. first in Milwaukee, uh, and then the Yankees getting to Shohei Itani last night, up seven two after one, and then giving up seven in the ninth. It, it's just a wild, high scoring day.
2: Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and I think it's you know with the with the Brewer game, you know it's just. Uh, Again, you get these rookies that are coming up and getting smashed in the first inning. You know, Andy Ashby got brought up. He he uh-huh. he was he was stretched out as a starter in the beginning of the minors and then they were like um kind of reducing his load to bridge him into a reliever when they brought him up and he just didn't look like he was ready at all still looked like a good prospect going forward but you know a lot of these rookies are coming up and um just really not having a good time especially in the first innings you know never mind the third time around or the second time around they're they're struggling the first time around um and yeah the, the, the Yankee game was just wild uh Chapman just looks like he lost the strike zone for the last three games um you know I he's think awful right now yeah. He's really awful. Like then, you know, he's just look at like the, the stuff that he normally dominates, like, in, you know, the, the last four games in his own, his own contact's a hundred percent compared to like his 71, you know, percent. and and uh, just, he's not, he's not hitting the strike zone. Um, just uh, 50% first strike, um, and just you know leading to bad right. you know bad counts and um guys are battling up against him his battle percentage is extremely through the roof as well this year too so it'll be interesting to see if they give him a little reset a little break you know and uh, i guess uh might be a little weekend to speculate on chad green and jonathan loisica <laughs> i think they'll right. probably be and even even if they don't get saved you know they're still good pitchers you know like chad green is 40 40 innings pitched and he, he just been you know his old self and why it's a good got seven wins and three saves. So, you know, these guys can be valuable. And um, if, if, and I think Britain comes off the IL uh, might be coming off the IL on, on July six. So, um, you know, let's we'll see what happens with Chapman, but he, I, th- I feel like he goes through these, you know, little, little bursts every now and then, but this one is, uh, this one might be, uh, you know, his VLO dropped uh, the spin rate. is not like crazy off, like a lot of these other guys, but uh, so there's something off there for sure.
1: Yeah. Last eight outings, 11 earned runs, 12 runs total, five and two-thirds innings, 13 hits, uh, eight walks in that stretch, too. That's, yeah. that's the thing that's really eye-opening. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, even if those guys don't close, as you alluded, well, Isaac has got the wins. That's not a bad play anyhow. Uh, it, it is, it, I, we were doing, like, fab last week, and I was looking at all the streaming guys, and they're awful. I know there's been a thread on uh, season-long fantasy Twitter talking, like, why would you two stream some of these two-start guys? Matt Manning, I think, was the hot-button guy. Uh, A lot of people chiming in and on in and on that. And it's just out of desperation. Maybe we're better off just trying to steal good innings out of some of these guys until we get some prospects called up till these pitchers kind of get a feel, so to speak, on how to deal with this new climate gripping the ball.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, two weeks ago, um, when the Mets had like eight, eight games in one week, uh, I, I picked up Lugo everywhere I could just to, mm-hmm. you know, just to get the backup state. But I also realized they had like 24 games uh, um, in 22 days before the all-star break, like way more than anyone else. And um just thinking, you know, just gobbling up those good innings from uh, Lugo. I know he was a popular part of the uh, Franken, uh, uh, Franken, uh, I forget the name of the, um, the way to build a a, a roster, a, a rotation with, um, you know, um, arms like Lugo and Elisaka who could just, in and give you great ratios and strikeouts and maybe the occasional save. So, yeah, I think that's something you definitely have to think about going forward. Um, especially as we see, you know, like we mentioned, uh, just just the pitchers that are coming up um, in the, from the minors and just uh, really getting blown up. And um, I think the teams are going to have to rely on more and more of these guys. It's just makes me wonder like where guys like Rick Porcello are, you know,
1: like where is he? I'm
2: sure yeah. someone could use Rick Porcello. You know,
1: yeah, uh, you know, maybe he, he's decided to step away. I don't know, maybe you know, sometimes it's like there's that quiet step away, and you know, he didn't get the offer he wanted, and then after that, didn't want to put in the work. I remember like Jermaine Dye kind of just disappeared from baseball that wow. way. Oh, like, uh, there's a couple others in that era. That's uh, a great that, name, Jeff. Thanks thank you. For,
2: yeah, that's a that's wow, that's uh,
1: Jermaine Dye. I haven't heard that name in a while. He had that great batting stance, too. Oh, yeah, man. he did. Yeah, yeah. awesome. I, Yeah. And uh, but, you know, you never know. Some of these guys kind of just have the quiet retirement. But uh, yeah. Uh, And the great thing about Luizaga and a couple other of these uh, high leverage relievers is they sometimes can go two innings, which means you're getting like four or five K's. I mean, some of our starters aren't getting four or five K's. Hell, Gialito got one K in his last outing. Uh, The Twins today didn't get their first strikeout until the seventh inning. Uh, So Barrios isn't isn't providing it either. Sometimes I mean, we're in a weird era right now. Yeah, this is a strange time for sure. And like you
2: mentioned, the, uh, the multiple innings stint for sure. Like, I think him and Chad Green both have um, over 10 appearances you know, with at least an inning or two innings. Uh, I think they both have uh, six six appearances each with two innings. So, yeah, definitely can gobble up innings that way for
1: sure. The Milwaukee Brewers are on fire. Uh, hmm. They had that huge comeback against the Cubs yesterday. Willie Adamas. Yeah. It's been a nice little addition for the uh, Brewers. I think they're, I think they're like nineteen and seven since they got him. Uh, something really super strong. I, I don't, I think that that was the, at least that's what they were in June. And of course, the Rays, you know, they, they they're not hurting either. They're in first, they're in second place. I should say the Red Sox are kind of pulling away a little bit, but they got a reliever which they desperately needed. But Adamus, I mean, that, that that was a perfect feeling because as much as Louis Urias can hit, he can't feel. He was not a good shortstop defensively there. Right. Yeah. I think it's uh 27 and 11 actually.
2: Yeah. That's and uh, I just love, you know, I just love watching the game, you know, just, just, just analytics and stats aside, you just see the energy, you see the passion, you see him going over to guys and putting his arms around them, talking to them like true leader, you know, true right. true sense of being a leader. And I think, um, you know, I think he's out to prove too, that, you know, maybe, you know, uh, he shouldn't have traded me. Or, you know, obviously he might have saw the writing on the wall, but, you know, the, the, this kind of stuff really sparks players. And uh, I know he always complained about the batting eye in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, you could really right. see the difference. And, you know, I think uh, before the trade, um, the Brewers had a WRC plus of 81. Now it's 100. Um, they had a Woba of 289. Now it's 317. You know, a lot of that had to do with Colton Wong getting healthy and coming back too. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with. Urias too, um just moving over to third base and um he he's he settled in at the bat. And uh yeah, this this team is is pretty interesting because I feel like if Yella can just find a little bit of a you know a stride with Avi Sale smashing a ball as well. Um and maybe to get Owbach and Shaw too back from injury, um, yeah, they could be something to reckon with. Sure.
1: Yeah, uh I think so, you know, and they face the Pirates uh, this weekend in Pittsburgh uh pirates are coming off a series three game series in that tough hitters park known as chorus field where they only <laughs> score two runs uh bizarro times for the pirates they, they go to st louis win three out of four pound those pitchers and then just get absolutely shut down in colorado weird times
2: so much for the kevin newman
1: monday to thursday stream yeah that one went right, right out the window <laughs> yes sir yes sir uh unfortunately if you had colin moran you lost him to a fractured wrist uh yeah. you know Although I don't know, I guess, yeah, because that, that kind of bottom half of that lineup is still pretty weak. Uh, Brian Hayes is still a player. Frazier is going to get traded by the deadline. There, someone's going to want Frazier, I think. Brian Reynolds is having a year too. So yes. that's the part that surprised me is that top half couldn't do just scrape anything together. I'm super
2: happy about my uh, 67% share of Brian Reynolds <laughs> in, yes, that, in, in the NFC this year. Uh, he's a guy definitely. Yeah, he's just a guy I I focused on on pretty much every team, you know, just building that outfield depth. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like to build outfield depth differently. I like to build it throughout a draft. I just think that, um, especially now, trying to fab and just looking at outfielders, it's really hasn't been pretty. So, um, kind I'm glad I, I kind of went that route and stocked up on the the Connors and uh, the Brian Reynolds of the world and Adam Frazier too.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's nice. I mean, it, it's funny. It's, you know, you got to try to, you, know, you got to identify that. It's a good buy low. He had a two month bad season last year. I mean, the pirates right. almost collectively did. The only guy that didn't was uh, Hayes. Right.
2: Yeah. And Hayes looks like, uh, you know, I like, I like his skill set a lot and I just like his energy and, um, you know, just having that veteran background with his dad playing. It's just, uh, it's different with those players. They, they, they just have a different feel of the right. game for they
1: sure. Do. They do. Yeah uh Mark Canna got bad news on him that he needed Mm. PRP in his hips both of them I think and you know obviously they've gone this route a little bit with uh Matt Chapman and it took him a while you know he eventually needed you know a longer time off I don't know if Canna's need needing surgery but he's not back until after the all-star break and that's actually a pretty big loss for the A's
2: yeah it definitely is um I just looked at the numbers since he went out and have uh, 18 runs in six games um, and a 54 WRC+, which is last in Major League since his, his since he left. And uh, Ramon Oriano is batting 2 or 4 since he came off his IL stint with zero stone bases. He looks like he has zero desire to run. And even in the outfield, he just looks like he's missing that bolt. Uh, speaking of bolt, um, <laughs> Sky Bolt and uh Pinder and Steph Brown has just not been the answer. And uh, Tony Kemp, you know, just going to come back to earth pretty soon right. too. So I, that team's in trouble for sure uh, without Connor.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've been able to hang in there because Houston's struggling lately. They've lost uh, five out of six to Detroit and Baltimore, which, you know, didn't see that coming year. They're supposed to be in this good stretch of schedule. Although they are, the other thing though, true about that is, you know, opponent aside, they're also... Facing, I mean, they're also playing like 25 games in 25 days or something like that too, or 20 games in 20 days. And Urquidy just got hurt the other day. Second trip to the IL for him with that shoulder. They're saying it won't be long, but got to worry a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely have to worry about that for the multiple times for the same injury all well, they said it was a different part of the shoulder um but you know if you read into that like if you think intuitively it's just like all right well one part of the shoulder is compensating for the other part so that's why those injuries keep occurring like that it's it's, it's a good thing they still have really five solid starters that they're yeah. rolling out and you know they got some they got some depth in the minors if uh um if they want to bring up and you know you, you, even guys like um Uh, you know, Brian Abreu and, you know, just those pitchers that kind of thought that might give him a shot in the arm um, through the, through the pen and stuff, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens there, but yeah, definitely, definitely interesting slide that we're seeing on the Astros. Um, But I think that I I don't think it'll continue.
1: I wonder if it's going to be, whether they're going to stick with the five man rotation or put Christian Javier back in to stay with the six man that they've been rolling with. I don't know. Uh, That's one thing, but I think that bullpen's, I think that's their Achilles heel, actually. Getting games to Ryan Presley seems like that could be, that's been a little bit of a problem for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, That's definitely, definitely a spot where I think they can, they can try to upgrade. Um, You know, uh, they have, they have some, they have some arms that they could, you know, like I said, bring up and just give them some one or two inning stints,
1: but uh, let's see what they do there for sure. Liam Hendricks is in the game right now for the White Sox. They're up 8-4 on the Twins. It is not a save situation. I know you and I were talking about how we wanted to squeeze another save um, here. How much of uh, of uh, Hendricks do you have? How much of early closers do you have? Um, so it's funny. So,
2: so like during draft champion season, I'm um, um, not a big, uh, you know, early save guy. Uh, I speculated pretty late. Um, on one of my DC teams, it's kind of really hurting me right now because I'm like leading pretty much most of the offensive categories. And I'm like right there, like in the top 50 overall, but, um, I have like five saves and it's just not gonna, (laughs) it's just, you know, it's like the only thing that, that, that really just didn't work on that team, but just even a little bit, you know, like, uh, yeah, but I have, um, in, in, but when main event season came, came around, I went, um, on one team, I have Chapman. On one team, I have Hendricks, and in the OC as well, uh, I have Hendricks and a lot of Jansen too. Um, so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to lock that down, and I think next year too, I'm just going to really make a, a concerted effort to you know really maybe even get two uh, double tap two in the in the third and fourth rounds um, like Fred Zinke and Jeff. Zimmerman did in our tag team league. You know they did in the third, third and fourth round. They did those two guys, and it's just got to be. Um, and I think in TGFBI, I have um, Josh Hader and Edwin Diaz, and it's just amazing. Like when you don't have to fab closers, it's okay. just, it's just such a great weekend when you don't have to, you know, filter through leverage index and um, win probability added and all this dumb stuff. That I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of doing this, you know. So right. it's been a blessing to have two good closes on, you know, and TGFBI, um, it's just, uh, and, you know, I I know everyone says you could waste resources in the draft, but uh, I'm tired of burning through fab dollars, you know, even if it's five, seven bucks on the next man up, possibly, it's just, I'm tired of doing it.
1: Well, it's funny how we've gone kind of full circle to, you know, and last year, uh, granted, two month season, early closers were kind of a disaster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, this year, it's been the exact opposite. We haven't been able to find much relief on the waiver wire you know we found some guys Emy Garcia has been fine a uh, handful others but you know couple like three or four years ago I remember like the Cardinals but Norris leads them in says, he was like their seventh option you know and things like that but we have so many teams now that do like like the Reds with the the leverage relievers and all that and it's not one guy any given time and there's no indication that's going to change it's not like and, and I, I actually think that the Reds—it's been to their detriment—the uh, way David Bell's managed that uh, bullpen. But um, especially, you know, and I, I remember way back when the Red Sox f- f- were like one of the first teams to experiment with this sort of role, and it blew up in their face. And, and right. it was like a, it, it took like five years for the next team to try that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, back then that was a little bit different because uh, we're still like different era of managers, different era of mer- media for that matter too. But
2: yeah, Man, it's, you just you just see how the success, you know, like it's it's so funny how much of a copycat league it is. Because some teams yeah. look at their rays and they said, "Oh well, look what look how they did it." You know, we could do it like that too. Um, and but I think um, you know. I think you have to maybe not even have the right personnel, but the personnel has to have the right personalities too. You know, some guys just want the ball in the ninth. You know, or you know, some guys struggle in a non-save opportunity. I know people say it's not real, but you know, um, some guys just like to come to the park and say, "Yeah, I'm the guy." You know, I'm the closer, and uh, it, and I know Amir Garrett said that in the preseason. Um, but and we all bought
1: it. We too. <laughs> oh, I, man. Did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Until until like the Saturday of like the, the second Saturday main event draft weekend, like in the middle of that draft, David Bell said, no, I'm not going to name a closer. I remember yeah. we we're at the break and that came out. Um, and He's Mike really- had already taken Garrett in like the ninth round in that draft. So uh, I was like, okay, fine. I didn't take Sims later. I, he, put, he you know, might beat me to that too. But uh, in that <laughs> league, I'm searching for a closer. I've got McGee. Uh, I went McGee and Pagan, and obviously one of those two worked out okay. The other one, not so much. But, Go God, ahead. I just – I keep going back. What if I had Melanson right now? How, oh how nice God. would life
2: be? But right. What if the Braves had him? You know, that's what I always Yeah, right? You Although know, Will like... Smith is fine, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I just look at their bullpen as, like, really, like, lefty dominant. And uh, mm-hmm. I just feel like for that $3 bucks that they gave him, you know, the Padres and also Duval, like, uh, I feel like the two guys, they let go of the Braves. I wish they, you know, they probably wish they had back for sure because their oh, depth right sure. now in the outfield is killing them and the, the bullpen could be a little better.
1: The Reds, the Braves, you know, a couple other teams, are, it's very illustrative of how quickly burners burn bright, you know, relievers burn bright, and then right. they burn out. Uh, but, or maybe not burn out, but they, <laughs> they fade away pretty fast, too. I think Garrett's got to be the guy going forward right now, though. He's been
2: pretty good in the last, you know, two or three weeks. He's really mm-hmm. gotten his uh, first pitch strike and his you know, his walk percentage down. And, he's, you know, he's, it looks like he's starting to find his own. I think, um, you know, you need wins, you know, playing well. Just, just uh, I feel like... Avery Bell just—I'm—I'm I'm sure you know more, but you know he just feels like he really hypermanages every every
1: situation.
2: Yeah, manages every situation possible. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: He hasn't met a double switch he hasn't liked yet. Um, oh, I yeah, in the is, fifth inning, you know, like, oh, come on, dude, you know, stop is, already. But is yeah. that on Baseball Reference? Like the most double switches?
2: Or? No, I'm, this is just—it's it, all got,
1: just biased observation as a right. Reds fan. Right. Uh, you're listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with uh, Rob DiPietro. You can uh, listen to Rob uh, at the uh, deadpool at the Pole Hitter Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at deadpool Hitter. This uh, podcast is sponsored by WinBet uh, Sportsbook. Uh, WinBet.com. Go check that out. If your locality allows online sports betting, please check them out. W Y N N B E T. Uh, we'll have more details on them later. How to take advantage of their offers. Uh, a couple more news items, and we'll jump into other uh, other issues that we're dealing with right now. Boston Red Sox just crushed again today. Uh, they destroyed Kansas City, destroyed them the whole series. Their their lineups on you know hot fire right now. They took care of the Yankees over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are, are we buying them? Are we going? Are they are they going to make that like extra move at the uh, trade deadline to kind of you know take a chance here? I mean, they're they're starting to put some distance on the Yankees uh, and the Rays. Even are three games back, three and a half games back now. Uh, what what's your take on the Red Sox? Yeah, I think I think they're, you know,
2: it's amazing how everyone was kind of saying, you know, they maybe need to do a little rebuild the year. But um has been great as a starter, the bullpen's been good. Um you know, getting Chris Sale back in any capacity um is going to be a shot in the arm. And I think personally, if they bring him back as just, you know, uh, like an opener, uh, a bridge to the closer, maybe even close it out games too, you know, going that John Smoltz ro- uh, route of coming back right. from injury and just being a multi tool guy. um Yeah, I love it. I mean, Rafael Devers, 20 homers and 69 RBIs. That's a uh, unbelievable you know um he was one of the he was one of the players that in draft season um you know I think one big thing the biggest thing I learned this off season was like the the a diversification route at at some spots you know where right. I wanted to instead of just being all in on a player and the, uh, Devers was a guy that um, I wanted too much of, uh, and I wish I got more of him. But um, right. still, what a what what a what a great year at third base. Um, yeah, I and mean, I think I think they're here to stay. I mean, uh, you know, I think they're probably gonna have to add some pitching depth at some point because um, Garrett Richards looks like uh, he was definitely using the sticky stuff. <laughs> and yes. um, but. Pavetta's been okay, you know, and uh, like I said, I think if they get Chris Sale back in any form, um, I think they can keep some distance, um, especially from the Yankees uh, and, and the Blue Jays who are eight and a half and nine games back. So um, right. very impressive by the Red Sox for sure. Yeah,
1: and like all, like almost every other team, they'll be looking for another arm in the bullpen to bridge those games uh, to the you know, Barnes and Ottavino who have been fine. Uh, Barnes especially has been good remember right. that was the barnes out of thing things another one of those uh, situations where we kind of got thrown remember that same day as uh, that, yeah, I was talking about that draft or the main event draft that morning Barnes went on the COVID list and right. were, you know and we didn't know full details as we found out a lot of times it's sometimes it's contact tracing and they're off on for two or three days but they can't say it is that they don't we can't get any elaboration so oh God freak out I guess it was that 5050 call I guess it's gonna be out of vino. someone got yeah. Barnes at a huge bargain
2: uh, because of that. Huge bargain, and I blame Todd Zola. He he got me too too locked into <laughs> Adavino. He got he not that I picked Adavino anywhere, but I I was kind of looking at Barnes in a lot of spots late, and then uh, Todd was obviously huge on Adavino, and I know he took him early in some in some drafts, and uh you know I'm like maybe maybe he's kind of right. like maybe they didn't bring him over to you know close close the game. So um another thing about the Red Sox too is that. They they could really improve via the farm, you know. They got a they yeah. got a bunch of talent down there too that they could bring up in Duran and down. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah, um, they're in a good position right here for sure. Too bad those guys can't
1: pitch, but <laughs> uh, uh, and especially with Duran. I mean, the problem with him is he's an outfielder, right? Uh, and yeah. so th- that's the one spot they don't really need any help. Now injuries happen, and maybe someone moves to first base, but you know that that's the one spot. I feel like they're they're pretty strong there, especially Renfro has been coming on strong lately. What a what a great season of Renfro.
2: Two seventy, you know. Um, he, he's 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 improved as a hitter all the way around for sure. Yep. Um, been very impressed with what he's done so far this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they just have to make a determination. Maybe they could just stick Kiki at second base full time, you know, and put Durant in the outfield because um, sometimes it look like Danny Santana is gonna come alive, and then most of the times he doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, that and one and. and she, and Chavis and, and Dalbec too, are going through their struggles. And uh, I think they might be better just use, uh, you know, sparingly um, if they're able to.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Josh Donaldson made a name for himself this week, as always. <laughs> you know, he's been loud about uh, the whole sticky stuff thing to begin with. He's one of the guys that's kind of moved that needle a little bit. Yeah. But then when he did the no sticky stuff thing after the homer off of Giolito, of course, Giolito went off. And then... Donaldson fired right back and then yeah. homered in his first at bat <laughs> yesterday, too. Wild stuff. He's another guy. He could get traded, although his contract's pretty crappy. I don't know. It would be hard to trade him for value. He might be traded, but I don't think they will get much for him. Uh, but what's your take on Josh Donaldson and his whole thing, both as a player and how he's acting? I thought the, like
2: the no sticky thing was, was really cool. And I think he was right in, in, in saying, like, he said, say it to my face. I did it in your face. Like I did it at home yeah. plate. Like, what do you want him to do? Charge the mound and and do it in your face. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I think Gilito was obviously a little grumpy about it. Um sure. And for sure, you know, uh, but what are you going to do? You got to silence him on the next step, bat. You got to just get him out. You got to strike him out. And and Donaldson's that player. And I think, I think too, I think this is just part of his um, personality and part of the way he is in the clubhouse. The team does need a shot in the arm. They're not playing you right. know, to their expectations. So sometimes, you know, the guys just take on their own personality and just try to infuse the team with, with something, you know, with some energy. So, um, he, obviously, you know, uh, it, it, was funny in some ways, you know, the way he did it. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's going to be that guy and for his skills, I mean, you know, if he's healthy and he's in there, he hits, you know, and I think that any team who would want to take on that contract and, um, give him some days off here and there would benefit from
1: Josh Donaldson. I don't think he hurts the team at all. Unfortunately, he didn't exactly inspire the team to do all that well, especially because, <laughs> you know, pitching is still a thing. And they got swept by the White Sox. Uh, they lost 8-5 today. Our guy Hendricks gave up a run. That, that sucks. But,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it, they could be sellers. And there's very few sellers on the market. The Twins actually have some stuff worth selling. You know, right. Jose Barrios, obviously. Uh, Rogers would garner a lot of trade interest. A, a hard-throwing lefty, and, you know, right. the effective lefty out of the bullpen. That, that, that would be something that a lot of people would be interested in. uh. You know, you know, Donaldson is maybe a tough, tough sell because of the contract. But there are, there are parts that the Twins could sell, and they may not even have to do a teardown. They could do a reboot. I was reading Brandon Warren's uh, email uh, newsletter that he does, a Substack newsletter. was a great rendered. newsletter. Right. It yeah. is. I like uh, it. And he was talking about that, uh, like, you know, and that especially in, especially in that division. Right. I, I, I think the White Sox are pretty well set for a good long time, but – any other team in that division, the Indians have t- tore down a lot, and KC and Detroit are uh, have are well on their way, but they still got lots of stuff room to improve. I mean, I don't think it would take that much to start it back up again.
2: Right, I think so. I think, um, and I like what they're doing um, with with their young guys. You know, like keeping Larnick and and Kurloff in the lineup, getting them yep. at bats, and they're getting prime spots too. They're batting third and fourth on some days. Um, so i like to see that i hope that you know keeps up um and you know buxton was a huge loss you know he just become he's become one of the best hitters in baseball um and it's crazy to say but he's showing legit skills in the last two years that it's just you know eye-popping and it's a shame that he can't you know, stay on the field. And obviously the last one, you know, getting hit by a pitch on the hand is, you know, not, you know, that's just a lot of guys are getting hit (laughs) and some of them just don't move. I just don't understand. Like they just like, they, they like see the ball almost all the way to their hands. You know, I get It's coming in quick, but some of the guys really don't move too much. It always blows my mind. Like um, just get out of the way, you know? (laughs) um, I think, um, you know, uh, I think Maeda has been just a disaster this year. Um, yes, he has. I'm glad I didn't get him anywhere. I totally wasn't buying it. He became a four, a fourth round pitcher all of a sudden um, right. in that short season. So um, yeah, and and Casey, you know, just talking about the division, they've been a disappointment too, you know. And it's just, I know a lot of people are pinning their hopes on Bobby Witt, but they have a one percent chance of making the playoffs. I don't think you're going to see Bobby Witt this year. You know, that's just my opinion. Um, he should him at be, all, huh? I don't think so. I think he should be there, but um, I don't know if they're going to do it.
0: I Might mean, they've right. had the
2: opportunity. They've been riding Hunter Dozier's 160 average. They've been rolling out Gutierrez and all these bums at third base. Like, they had the chance to bring him up, you know? Yeah.
1: You know, the thing is, I think, you know, some. I, I, they got to get him to AAA, too. You can't even call him up straight from AA right now because of the protocols. You have to send him to AAA. That'll be our sign if they get they make that promotion up. Okay, well, then maybe he's got a chance of getting a call this year. But if they leave him down there until August, then we're not going to see him for sure.
2: Who made uh, this protocol up?
1: I, I don't get it. I, well, it's it's all COVID-related. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just nuts. It's, yeah, I know. I know. I, I don't want to speak for that, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good sign, though, like, uh, okay, well, are we going to expect these guys to get the call? Well, if they're making the move up another level, we'll see. I mean, Julio Rodriguez got up to double A, but he's still got to get to triple A before he can make that next step. I don't think we see him this year either. Right. I agree. All right. Hey, if you are watching the live stream, we're going to take a pause for two seconds. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you're going to hear an ad right now.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: <laughs> and now we're back all right good times um all right so i uh, wanted to cover a couple of things uh this podcast of course is sponsored by WinBet. uh please support them w-y-n-n-b-e-t uh go ahead and if you're allowed to bet online bet there uh i'm talking to rob di pietro you can check him out at dead pull hitter the pull hitter podcast uh let's talk mid-season managing uh yesterday was a big run scoring day we're dealing with the sticky stuff issue Uh, it's also hot weather and hot weather usually begets more offensive production, you know, all the way, it peaks usually in August. So we're going to start to see a lot of homers every day. And, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of that already. Uh, What mid season adjustments are you making after relatively uh, quiet April and
2: May? Oh, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this pretty much daily and, I think you know I have I have two two post-its on my office wall right here, and one is Kiss, which is Keep It Simple Stupid, right. and the the other one is F T N, and it's just fade fade the noise, fade the nonsense, and um, I, I, I'm trying to determine what is you know the nonsense is, but I don't know. I to me I I just feel like. Um, if if you're not gonna find a, like a legit way to quantify the, these changes, like unless you're Phil to sell a robot, right. you probably will figure it out. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I will be able to personally make an adjustment that says you know here's the difference maker because I still think that what takes precedence is gonna be like um, you know team needs. Um, Hilling out bat you know like go, just i still think those things are gonna take precedent over any changes that we see um obviously in the, if you're in a trade league and you see uh, uh you know pitchers that are really looking like they're you know that they're missing any type of substance but i still think that it's too early to determine that right because right i still think that you have to you know my thought is these guys are professionals and they're the best in the world at it for a reason so okay, yeah, you took something away that they might have been using, but also, like, um, you know, they can adjust, right? You know, they can make these changes. Uh, they're still that good that they could adjust. And how are you going to quantify how they're going to adjust too? It's just, I don't know. It's too much to, to really, I think, make a sudden, you
1: know, drastic change.
2: In my I approach. think you're right.
1: And I, I, we had some responses even a couple of weeks ago when they started announcing all these changes were going to happen uh, that, what this may the biggest adjustment is preparing for next year uh that you know that that's what that's going to change but you know what we it may not apply though because we're going to have a new collective bargaining agreement we're going to have you know probably i mean we may have a work stoppage for all we know knock on wood hopefully not but uh you know what what applies now may not apply in the spring anyway and
2: probably a new ball
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) there's one every year (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be made by Titleist next year. Uh, this is the adjustment to that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, they're gonna buy out Rawlings, and we'll, we'll have that that whole thing again. But uh, there you go. Uh, the other midseason adjustments. There's lower fab amounts for everybody. If you notice, you know, mm-hmm. we get that great article every week by Todd uh, Whitestone. Is that yes? You know, like, yes. Uh, yep. Talking about the percentage of fab that's being uh, being spent every week. The high bids are getting smaller. We only had I think five guys that drew a hundred dollar bids last week. There's going to be other weeks where that's different. We're going to get some big prospects called it maybe it's not Bobby Witt, but there'll be someone that uh, gets that call that we'll be a- having this feeding frenzy for but you know it right, we have to lower our bids now we have to kind of because we have to have something left for September still right. you know that, that's right. that's a lesson I learned the hard way in the main before you got to have at least 50 bucks a fab maybe in trade leagues and other home league formats you don't need it but in our in our formats in the NFBC, you definitely have to have saved something for the end, so it, it, it's tough to kind of pace yourself here. I mean, it's still the first week of July; we got a lot left to, to get right. now.
2: Right, and it's um, Todd. Todd's been great. He he actually comes on my podcast every Monday and Tuesday, and we go over his article and we review the the player trends. Um, and um, it's been really great to just concentrate on those things this year because this is my first full season playing um the nfbc um and especially the main event and online championships and so i'm really just trying to spend a lot of time you know away from player evaluation and just looking at the league trend looking at how much uh fab people have looking at how active they are you know have they been active in the last two three weeks maybe the guy behind you um in saves is is hasn't you know participated much um so I think those things are are really key um and just being aware of those things has really helped me um you know I guess, uh, you know, be a little more conscious of my fab moves. Like um, one of my main events, I have about 560 bucks left, and another one I have 260 left. And that was so – I'd probably be in the same range as my other league, but uh, I went high for Alex Manoa, and I really needed pitching. So um, that was my highest bid of the year. Uh, but, yeah, this what is – What you get it for? 280 Okay. But uh, I was also on vacation and having a good time, so I juiced up that bid a little too much.
1: There you go. <laughs> Party on, Wayne. <laughs> what are Worried? you going to do? Where was your vacation this year?
2: Um, we went. Me and my wife. We went to um, South uh, North Carolina and uh, Corova Beach um, with okay. a bunch of her family, which was pretty cool because it was like a nine mile drive on the on the sand just to get to the house that we were staying at. And so it was uh, it was really something else. It was wild horses there. Uh, it was it was pretty. It was, it was a pretty cool scene.
1: Is that out in the Outer Banks, or it uh... is? Yes, correct. Yeah,
2: <laughs> cool. Out right, in the Outer Banks. Yeah, so it was oh, my nice. first time there, and um, it was a good time excellent. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to get out and enjoy life, right? Jeff, I know you, you've taken some time too recently as well I just think it's so important, uh, you know, to just remember that life is really short and that, you know, just go out and if you can, you know, if you can financially do it, or if you could just take an escape for a couple of days, just you know, just do it as much as you can for sure. Yeah,
1: I, I play like a, I do a golf tournament, uh, not tournament, a uh, golf trip every year with my buddies, and I'll, I'll do that again this year. And had the family vacation early this year in June, and that was fantastic. Took a full week Twitter hiatus. I didn't know what to do with myself, but I managed. Got by somehow.
2: That's another thing too that I highly recommend. This is this. There's some days where, um, you know, the chat and the topics are just not, not in my zone. And I say, Nope, see ya. You know, right. I know like I'm trying to, you know, uh, I'm like conflicted I'm trying to make a name for myself and grow my followings and post and tweet and, you know, and do content. But sometimes like three, four days where I just stay away. Uh, just, you just need it. It's a good refresh, you know? Yes,
1: it absolutely is. Got some, uh, breaking news real quick. on a going to throw to that okay. and we'll, we'll get back to general things. Uh, Yon mancada left, uh, Uh, With a right wrist injury in today's game. He's got some swelling. He'll probably miss the weekend against the Tigers. So, you know, he'll probably be without him. They said they'll probably be back for the Minnesota series next week. I we'll see. You know, sometimes these things take a life of their own. And keep in mind, we got an all star break one week after. So, uh, I could see it going, you know, he's not on the IL now, but be prepared to be without him for a while, is the way I look at it here.
2: So now we're not going to get power or speed. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. I, I stayed away from Moncada. Like I, I, I was never a big fan of the of the full skill set. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people. You know, pegged it on COVID last year, but um, he's pretty i pretty much doing the same thing he did last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just you know, it's 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 pretty wild. And it's, you know, his last uh, where I just pulled it up. The last five, last 539 plate appearances, 11 homers, two stone bases. Um, you know, Joey Wendell's better than that.
1: Which i was wild. gonna say glaber torres is like man that's weak oh uh, yeah an, it, it,
2: it's so funny that you mentioned him because i i was looking at um rest of season projections and like joey wendell and glaber torres were stuck next to each other and i was like wow who would have predicted this you know like just really lost at the plate glaber torres uh so yeah, about yeah. mancada uh you know um it's 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 tough with him because uh, the wheels uh, he left the wheels in, in 2019 and now he's not going to really, you know, hit for power as well. So I just think he's uh I don't think he's ever going to reach that that level that we expected of
1: him to. I only have one share of him, but it happens to be the main uh, mm. so that, that's that's suboptimal to say the least, you know, and, right. and sometimes you don't mind having one guy only in the main event. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's if he's good. Uh, yeah, especially if
2: you like the skill set and you like the player, you know, that's one of uh-huh. the biggest things I'm trying to learn this year is, you know, when to drop a guy, you know, but it's, it's tough, you know, if you really have even maybe not a high draft capital, we just like the player, you like the skill set. And, you, you know, you're right. just like, when do I let go, you know, and uh, it's so funny, because uh, I mentioned it's my first um, OC that I tried this year. Um, I really liked the, you know, the deeper league. So but on on the last night of drafting, I jumped into an OC and after I was done, I was immediately like, man, I should do more of these. Cause I loved how stacked the team was, you know, right. compared to, uh, but I think, I think my 15 team brain messed me up with when to drop like a guy like Ian Happ. You know, I just dropped them this weekend in a 12 and I definitely kept them too long in the 12, but uh, you know, so it's just things like that where you really have to, you know, dive deep. And um, I think that's like probably one of the flaws in my game that I'm trying to improve is I'm always looking at fab you know, and who to add and I'm never really looking enough at my own team. So I've made a conscious effort to just pull up last four team, you know, every every week during Fab and check my team as well and, you know, uh assess that because a lot of times we're you know, like Nick Solak, he's just, just another guy too. Like he just rolled along and if you didn't look what he was doing recently, you'd probably think, Oh, we still got nine homers and ten stolen bases. Like he he's doing fine, but he, he really wasn't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Although he did Homer this week, right? Yes. Yes. Of so, course. Progress. After I dropped them, I dropped yeah. him too this and weekend hap, and, yeah. yeah, and half. But I went for Hiora. Um, I need a power, so I'm hoping uh, the Hiora first lack swap can uh, boost me up. That
1: yeah, Hiora's been fine. Uh, I I did pick him up in a couple of leagues, and including uh, one of the one of my OCs. And you're right. It, it win the cut bait on the twelves is is a big, so big different animal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you got to realize. And one of the things I'm, I'm training my brain to realize is it's not final. You know, you can always mm. reunite. I mean, mm-hmm. you, have, you may have to pay for that privilege a little bit in fab, but you know, it, it's not forever. Right. Uh, you, you can, uh, you can do that. So, and meanwhile, especially these marginal guys when they have five games or their day to day and all that. Yeah. Use that ax a little bit, wield that ax a little bit more often. I think I'm, I, I haven't been as aggressive as I should have been also this year. And you, you get that 15 versus 12 mentality and it's tough so and especially if you play in a lot of fab leagues and i pit, i have nine fab leagues on sunday uh and yeah different formats like six in the <laughs> nfpc platform one in labor al towers the rotoar staff keeper League. you know it's they're all they're all different they all have different things going on there too so yeah know, that, that's that, that, a that's,
2: lot yeah that that's is. a lot of different evaluations and stuff to do i'm trying every week i'm i'm like I, another post that I have on my wall is start fab earlier. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like, right. I'm just trying to remind myself, even to start on. Like, you know, I'm trying to get into a rhythm. Like I download the free agent. I check a look at the rest of season projections I check, a look at this week projections and I've been trying to at least just, uh, you know, I know Scott, hence that always mentioned, you know, like his first thing to do, he's, he sets his lineup that next week. And because I think that was the problem I had last year was I was doing so much research right before I actually mm-hmm. saw who I really needed you know, and I'm like, man, I just wasted like two or three hours, probably diving into people that I don't need, you know? So, uh, that's a great first step. Make sure you have, you know, just focus on those guys that you're going to need to fill your team out and then go from there.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great tip. Another great tip, uh, bat flip, crazy, Toby, uh, mentioned last year when Adam was, he starts his like fab research on like Saturday night, kids are in bed, you know, the house is quiet, you know, it's not yeah. a party animal, uh, and neither am I. So, I mean, that, that works out pretty well. If you're not yeah. going outside, that's a good way to spend your time. Uh, right. it's, it's quiet. You get a chance. And then you can even enjoy some of your Sunday that way. And you know, mm-hmm. it's not completely dead to the family time there.
2: That's that's the move, uh, 100%. And um, I I heard that. I heard him mention it on his podcast too, Toby. But I, I even tried to take it a step earlier. Like the last two weeks, I've been doing Thursday, Friday, during the day. I will just, you know, throw in at least just – you know, um, my drops and my main ads, um, with, you know, like a dollar, 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 and then just go back and just tweak it, you know, with the last two days. Um, even then, you know, I, I, still find myself on Sunday, just like just doing more than I you know might need to, but, uh, you know, I just, it's a, it's just that fear of missing out. It's fear of missing out on information. It's just, it's, there's so many good things out right now. There's so much good content to consume and, you know, you, you, you just want to look everywhere and make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right.
1: Let's uh, dig into you a little bit more. So I know you won the uh, overall Draft Champions League. That's you, how you kind of cut your teeth in the NFBC. Is that how you got into fantasy, or was there another format you started playing before that?
2: I started um, playing in home leagues in about uh, 1999, um, but my my roots in fantasy started really, really young. Um, I have three older brothers, and um, my father would – would buy us to stratomatic like every, you know, nice. five or six years. And, you know, we, we didn't have enough money to get it every year, but we got it like every five or six years. And, um, on rainy days, that was it. Like we played outside during the nice days and on rainy days, it was just stratomatic. It was drafting teams, making lineups. Um, and I think that's to really set it off as like, um, a trigger. Like this is, this is awesome. I love doing this, you know, learn yeah. how to keep score, and how to manage a team. Um, and then I think we played, our first official, um, fantasy league that I played with my brothers, um, and three of their friends. It's so funny. It was the strike shortened in the year of 1994. And my brother, my oldest brother, Joe keeps everything. So he had, he actually had the sheet that we kept track of score on, but we drafted teams at the, after the season, (laughs) We we just picked guys after the season was over. And, um, you know, we, just had those stats and, uh, I won, you know, based on, uh, Mike Piazza and, uh, well, uh, great season, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so that was, that was the start of it. And then, yeah, in 99, I started, um, I started a home league that's still going now to keep a league, 10 man, keep a league head to head categories. Um, and then I think in like 2012, uh, no, probably a little later than that 2013, I played my first Roto league, real competitive Roto league. And I was like, then I was like really hooked. I was like oh wow this is this is this is the way to play too you know so that's why i've been phasing out head to head a little you know as much as i can i think i have one uh one daily league that's head to head um but and one home league that's still um at the head but not daily moves and um but yeah just went full-on moto and um so when i met my wife um you know, she, she was kind of like, Oh, you spend a lot of time doing this fantasy baseball stuff, you know? And, uh, but, um, you know, a little bit like every year, uh, you know, when I said, where do you want to go on vacation? I won my fantasy league again, like won my home league again, or, you know, um, so we would just use it for like paying bills or going on vacation. But one year she's like, you know, you should use it for yourself, you know, do something for yourself this year with it. And I said, all right, you know what, I'm going to try this NFBC league, you know? So I stashed, that's the money aside, you know, I wanted to play in the main event. Um, and, uh, so I read about it you know, on on several websites and I was like, you know what, it, it's time to test my mettle there. And uh, so that's what I did. Um, played, I did a draft champions league. I did one draft champions league last year that, you know, the, the, the a single bullet win, which was amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, what, what a, what a, what a way for it to, you know, and that draft was in March, you know, so it's like, right. had this, you know, had this uh, full team that drafted pre COVID and uh, still like wrote it out. And, you know, that was the thing like, I know like uh, a lot of people skipped out on the main last year, but I had like, you know, I've been waiting for that moment. I played in it last year and I got my ass handed to me, but it, it was, it was well worth, you know, that experience of of playing in leagues with Rob over and Phil, Phil DeSalle, like and Mark, just learning like okay wow this is what i got to do to get better you know yeah and now i'm just hooked you know just uh it's a wonderful community um for sure and uh you know yeah just just striving to get better because i know that um it it's crazy but like when 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 the clock ticked and i won that night and it was like first place um my wife was looking at me like she's like are you okay and i'm just like. All right, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do this next year. You know, like <laughs> it was like it was like uh it was like this one Kobe Bryant thing that I really love. Uh he, when they won the champion um uh, one of the finals wins they had, I think it was like uh they put him up three two and you know, um he said he was uh he he just went into the gym because he he shot five for twelve at the free throw line that, you know, like he was never like you know, never satisfied and kind of had that feeling in myself like, all right, you know, now I gotta now I gotta get better because uh, you know cause there's a lot of work to do. So, and I think that's Absolutely. the most important thing to know that, you know, that there's still work to do. There's always ways to get better.
1: So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, uh, you know, what do you do full time? What, what do you do for a living? Um, I was, uh, a carpenter. Um, oh, that's so right. I, you know what? You told me that yeah. you hosted, that's right. Yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry You <laughs> had the injury. Uh, yes.
2: And- yeah. I got hurt at work. Um, and I'm still out of work. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. I'm going to be able to get back to it um, right now. My arm isn't healing that great, so we'll see what happens. But uh, it's given me the opportunity to, you know, get to know such wonderful people and start a podcast because sure. it was the first thing that that my wife did. You know, she she said, all right, you know, you're going to have some time off um, Buy a microphone, see what you got to do to start a podcast. And I'm like, I can't do a podcast. You know, these guys are great. You know, I can't do it. But, um, you know, it gave me the the opportunity and the time you know that was the thing it gave me the time to really uh dive in and, and 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 now i love it so um yeah i'm super happy that i got the opportunity to, to, to do that and get and and to get into this industry and meet a whole bunch of wonderful people which i can't wait to meet everyone in in uh in you know in person because uh, yeah. i think that's going to be awesome
1: it will it is, yeah it is. it's awesome that your wife is very supportive of that it's glad that that's like a healthy thing between you guys um, so healthy so healthy, yeah. Jeff. Like I really
2: like. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. You know, praise that enough because uh, it gives me the ability to know that she's not looking. You know, to you know, kill me when I spend too much time at Fab and uh, <laughs> you know. But she, he knows I'm good at it, and she, he knows I love doing it, and uh, you know, she's independent, so it's uh, it's really good to have that for sure. I couldn't and do it without. It. Oh, we so we met. Um, we met online. We met on eHarmony. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, old, uh, old, cool story. Um, I was rehabbing from uh, a neck surgery. I had a, a major neck surgery, I had a tumor removed from yeah. my like right, right, right on my neck. And, um, you know, I was rehabbing, I couldn't go out, I had no money. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I was on the shelf for like 15 months. And, uh, yeah, I met her online and, uh, it was great. Everything's been great since then.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love hearing that yeah um one of the things you also like to do I because I planted a garden this spring and I was a little late and you were I jumped in like yeah I've got this I've got this <laughs> set up here and uh you got quite the garden going on in your backyard
2: yeah yeah that's one of the things that we love to do um me and my wife are full vegetarians so we rely on the garden to really uh you know, get our boost of nutrition during, during the summertime. Um, sure. We have a mother daughter and my mother is, um, downstairs and, uh, it's good having the old Italian secrets in the back pocket. Um, nice. because, yeah, she, she tells me stories of, uh, you know, my grandfather, you know, was a big, big gardener. And, um, you know, so she's, she's there with the tips and, and helping out. And it was just, it's just, um, Honestly, when, you know, when my hand's in the dirt and, and I'm just like, I have my headphones on, I'm listening to podcasts or music. Um, it's just a different, it's, it's true bliss, honestly. Like if I could, if, if I could probably go back in time, I think I would have bought a farm a long time ago and just done oh, that wow. for, yeah. Cause uh, I don't know. Like uh, I know uh, a lot of people used to tell me that, you know, once you got your hand in the garden, it's just like a, a beautiful escape, you know, it's just the, you know, the, the true, you know, you're connecting yourself into the ground, into the earth. And, you know, and uh, so
1: I love that feeling, you know, for sure. What are you, what are you growing right now? What's, what's working best for you?
2: Uh, so we have um, like probably like five or six tomato plants, um, four cucumbers. we got eggplants, uh, peppers, hot peppers, uh, zucchini. Nice. Um, but, Is and your zucchini
1: egg- plant taking over?
2: Yeah, yeah, it takes over, it takes I over. I've got one too, and it's it's massive. It just it you know it takes over everything else in its little plot. It's, it's right, amazing. Right. Is um. So are you are you getting enough zucchini? Bec- oh yeah, or, they okay, they're, they're the one good. thing that
1: came in right away. They're right. I gotta pick them quicker almost. They're huge. Right. That's they what, get- yeah grow the zucchini uh, of unusual size but yeah. uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and otherwise you get too many seeds too that way if you let it go too big it gets a little uh it gets a little meh. but um yeah i it's just it's just cool uh like learning different things so like i'm a big uh um i'm big into like the moon and the astrology and i'm big into like moon phases uh, i feel okay. like uh, yeah so and i learned that um a lot of the gardening you know tips um in the farmer's almanac stems around the moon phase so, really? so I did not yeah know that. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get your hands on the farmer's almanac and just look it up, there's certain, there's certain vegetables that you want to plant during the new moon and there's certain that you want to plant during the full moon Um, because yeah. And um, most of them actually is the new moon because it's like the highest moisture level um, in the air and it's the most gravitational pull. So it's, it's, it's actually, and um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the old sayings from like, you know, really back in the day, it was just like, uh, you know, the 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 new plants start with the new moon, like they're in unison. You know, they work okay. together. Um, and and I would say too, like if you have an opportunity to gather like a rain barrel and and reuse that water, um, it's it's so much better than just using the tap water if you can, because uh, it just really blossoms that way for sure.
1: If we ever got any rain i do that
2: oh um, yeah that's true
1: <laughs> That's that's our Are you allowed
2: to do right that cuz i know some states can't even gather rainwater it's like not allowed
1: well we haven't had any rain since april i don't think wow. so yeah you know, that's so you can't and unfortunately that. that's way too normal these days and we, our and our rainy season wasn't as rainy this year it's going to be really dry summer <laughs> it, it sucks
0: but yeah
1: uh, we had a lot of uh, you know, we had a big fire pretty close to us last year so uh, you know it, it it's different times there. That's yeah. a whole nother topic. Yeah. That'll yeah be that's a, real. That's real. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy wildfire.com. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll hit that some other time. Uh, I'll, I'll watch, but that's uh, ready to hit a couple of questions before we sign out here. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. J rod asks, if you're going to trade Kyle Tucker, how high of a starting pitcher would you need before you accept? Uh, he's nervous. Post sticky stuff. but got offered Giolito. Uh It's a 12 team Roto 162 start and 1400 max. So quality is key. Uh, Tucker's already on fire. Already dealt J.D. Martinez for Woodruff, but still first and second and all hitting. Hmm, man.
2: And, you know, uh, I think if it's a keeper league, you go Kyle Tucker. I just think the kid is blossoming into something. You know, and I'm a big G Little fan. I, you know, I I took him high in a lot of spots this year. I took him as you know in the first round, eighth overall. But um, I just really love what Kyle Tucker is doing. I think he's going to morph into the into the thirty thirty player with a great hit tool, um, that we're expecting. Um, just everything checks out for me looking at Kyle Tucker. So, and, uh, I, I think, um, you know, you, I think you gotta go with the bat
1: right now for sure. All right. I, I like that too. Uh, I'm with you yeah. on that there. Um, Todd Todd Whitestone actually uh, replied to us yesterday, and I oh I missed God. that. Uh, yes, I ask you to recommend that Rob reenact his live auction setup in New York from this past March. Others can learn from your approach. Oh uh, oh, when I did the
2: yeah no, I did a um, a live uh, podcast after our live main event in New York, the first one okay. that. Uh, the first one of the season and uh it was pretty cool. It was uh it was interesting getting everyone's uh it was just loud, it was nuts, everyone was talking. I you know, just met these guys and I got them on the air. It was pretty fun. I liked it, awesome. enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, got I to know a it. lot of the you know, the uh the uh you know the oldest players in the game and guys have been doing this for a long time, so it was fun. Joe Tarper yeah. Ever. What's that? Sorry, you broke up a little bit. I can't hear you.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. Bryce Harper, uh, Joe Joe G says, will Bryce Harper ever hit another homer with a runner on base?
2: <laughs> I hope so. I have Bryce Harper in a ton of spots. It's, that that low RBI total is really uh, something else. But, um, you know, he – I think Bryce Harper, it's funny. Like he's one of those guys that gets so much criticism, but if you really just take a step back and look at the scope of what he's done, you know, in his career, he's, uh, if he wasn't Bryce Harper, it would be a career that a lot of people would take, you know, and say, this is good. This is a good career. But, um, and I think, I think his lineup's got to improve in front of him and around him. you know, I I don't think they, yeah, but getting jeans, (laughs) Agora back and, and bomb is really starting to pick it up recently. So, um, Hopefully that those uh those two inning and uh, those two three run homers can pick up for Bryce Harper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah. Hey, we got some breaking news. We'll close out with that. Uh, Trey Turner is not in today's lineup. We, we opened up the podcast with him. With his oh no. Record. Uh, he's got a finger issue. Uh, I wonder if it was on that head head first slide when he was sliding into third base on the triple, jammed oh, his boy. left little finger. Considered day to day.
2: It was because I know he 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 was. Yeah, he does that dive where he comes in with the left, and he was like fist pumping or something with his right. It was he was celebrating. So, oh God, I hope that's yeah. not too long. Come on, Trey, get back in there.
1: Uh, Rainout would do them a little bit of good, but, right? One day, but he's not in the lineup. So Castro is moving to shortstop. Alex Avila at second base. That's, what? I can't that right. is wild. Yeah,
2: like oh man there's
1: so much crazy the I gotta look up the lineup now to see if that's true but uh yeah, sure enough there he is
2: wow that's really something else Yikes. that uh that I wasn't expecting that I didn't even know he could play second base this is some crazy stuff that's happening this year with so many position players pitching you know it's just uh really wild
1: it is it really is all right. Well, thanks everybody for the questions. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We got Todd and uh, Clay tomorrow with two star starters. Looking forward to that as always. Thanks to WinBet for sponsors. Thank you, Rob, for joining me. Uh, this has been a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, Jeff. Thank you for having me once again. I love what you do for the community, and you know, it's just uh, it's really it's it really is inspiring and and motivational. You know, I think uh, to look at um anyone who can revolve their life around sports and and fantasy and 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 giving people you know great information and and great shows it's it's really cool and uh you know this is definitely the highlight of my podcasting uh guesting career for sure i appreciate it
1: you're too kind you're very kind i mean you bring the good stuff and i'm happy to have you on i i'm you know, everybody that I bring on, I feel like I'm the one that benefits from that. So it, it, I appreciate the kind of words, but uh, I thank you. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you, That's everybody, incredible. for listening. Um, we're going to be back again, uh, again, Todd and Clay tomorrow and Scott and I on Sunday night. Take care.